Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Zat Hashem, today in Masechet Megillah, we're starting Dalet Amud Aleph, at Va'am Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Nashim Chayavot. It's about uh, ten lines from the top of the page. The first word I have in the line is Meikarash Mamina. We're going to have two sections today. The first, we'll finish these Meimras of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi that he was mentioning, different halachot, we'll see, relating to Purim. And then the second, we'll speak about the Kfarim, this leniency that we gave them, the Chachamim gave them. We'll speak about exactly how that plays out. Who is it really beneficial for? So let's continue here. It's very interesting memories. Rabbi Levi. says the following. Nashim chayavot megillah. Women are also chayav in reading the Megillah or hearing the Megillah read. Either way, they're chayav in that as well. Why? She'af hen Because they were also included in the miracle. Now we know in general, there is a rule that if you have something that's mitzvah say shazman grama. What does that mean? A positive command that is time-bound. Women are exempt. By Doraita and Drabanan, generally it's true. In this context, we're saying women are chayav in Mikra Megillah, even though it's clearly time-bound, it's a specific day, etc. Why are they chayav? How are they included in the miracle? So Rashi and Tosafot both say, because the Gezerav Haman, Lahashmid, Laharogu, Lahabed, that completely destroyed the Jews, also was on the women. So the salvation also pertained to the women naturally. That's what Rashi and Tosafot both say. Tosafot quotes another Shita, the Rashbam, which says a different Pshat, which is a beautiful idea. He says, the main nest happened through a woman. <coughs> because yeah. Purim, the whole miracle of Purim, could be attributed to, to Esther, through Esther. That's what it means. And he continues to say, we find that all of the Geulot happened because of women. Chanukah was because of Yudit. Pesach was in the merit of the righteous women in Egypt. Very interesting idea Tosafot is saying here is that Geulah seems to be associated, Rashbam, is associated with the women. That's what he says. But both Rashi and Tosafot disagree with Apshat, and they say differently. They say, means that the Gezerah was on them, and they were saved also along with the rest of the Jews. Either way, two different Pshatim. Let's continue. Continues the Gemara. Amar Rabbi Yahshua ben Levi. Another, another halacha about Purim. Purim shechal b'Shabbat. If Purim falls out on Shabbat, sho'alin v'dorshin b'inyano shel yom. On that Shabbat, which is Purim, that Rashi says, we'll set up a metorgamon, someone to translate and spread the word, and the Chacham will begin to darshan, will begin to expound the Megillah and tell us about Purim. Now this is actually the Halakha in all Chagim. All the Chagim, on the day of the Chag, we're supposed to discuss the Halachot and the matters of that Chag. You close the door, Yosef. Thank you. Regardless, regardless. So the Gemara says, my area Purim. So what's the Chidush then you're saying that if Purim falls out on Shabbat, you discuss it. Even if it's any Yom Tov, that's the Halacha. How do we know? Ditanya, as the Brayta teaches, Moshe tikein lahem Yisrael, Moshe established for the Jewish people, that you should expound and discuss 
the halachot of the day, Hilchot Pesach be Pesach, Hilchot Atzeret be Atzeret, Hilchot Chag be Chag, right on Pesach you talk about Pesach, Shavuot, Shavuot, Sukkot, Sukkot, etc. Meaning you always talk about the Chag on the day of the Chag. This is a different halacha, by the way, than learning the halachot 30 days before. Two different points. So the point over here is that, join us, Sion, there's a Gemara here for you. Don't worry, we got you one. So the, the, the question the Gemara is asking is, every Chag is like this. So what's unique about Purim that falls out on Shabbat? The Gemara answers, Purim it's Terichaleh. There's a Chidush in saying Purim. <clears throat> what's the Chidush? You may have said, Nigzor Mishum Deraba. That you should make a decree based on the principle of Rabbah. This is good. What's the principle of Rabbah? So we're going to learn later, if Purim falls out on Shabbat, right? If Purim falls out on Shabbat, do we read Megillah on Shabbat? The answer is no, we don't. Now why don't we? So Rabbah is going to tell us, because, because the reason we don't read Purim, Megillah on Shabbat is because if we would read Megillah on Shabbat, the problem may be somebody might carry it for Amot B'Shut Tarabim. We'll speak about that later. So Gemara is like this. You may have thought if you're not allowed to read it on Shabbat, Maybe we should make a Gezerah and say, you shouldn't even discuss it. Don't even discuss the Megillah, discuss the Halachot, because then someone might come to carry it, to read it. Meaning, it's a Gezerah. So, we don't go that far. You don't read it, but you could learn the Halachot and discuss it, etc. Let's continue. Now, this is a very important Halachot. Amr Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Chayav Adam Likrot Eta Megillah Balayla. A person is Chayav, is responsible to read the Megillah at night. And to repeat it during the day. Okay, we all do this. We read Megillah at night, right after Ta'anit Esther, and then the next morning we read it again, Purim morning. How do we know this? So there's a Pasuk in Tehilim Chafen. We're about to see, there's two chapters in Tehilim that the Gemara is going to quote that are talking about this whole Purim story. So the first one, Shenemar, the Pasuk tells us, Elokai, my God, Ekra Yomam, I call out during the day, so that's one time. And you don't answer. And at night I call out, and it's not. there's no respite, there's no silence for me. So the point is, it references calling out during the day and calling out during the night. And this is in Tehilim Chafbet, Tehilim 22, that discusses Purim, the Gemara tells us in Mesechet Yoma. So you see there's a double concept of calling out, both during the day and during the night. Now a very important point, before we continue in the Gemara, Tosafot says, based on the fact that the Pasuk, actually puts Yomam before Laila. Now how do we actually read Megillah? Do we read Megillah at night or by day first? What do we read first? What do we read first? Night. At night. But the Pasuk puts Yomam. Elokai ek Yomam ekra Yomam it first says, I call out during the day, and then it emphasizes the night. So from this, Tosafot deduces, he says, Omeri, it's the bottom Tosafot, even though we say Shechayanu at night, we repeat Shechayanu again during the day, because the day Kriyat Mikra Megillah is the most important. It's the main one, this is what Tosafot says. Because the Pasuk puts Yomam first, he implies that. So therefore, actually, that's the Ikar, uh, reading during the day. Very interesting. That's what Tosafot says. There's nafkaminas here, but that's the bottom line. Part of it also, we know, is that we do the si'uda. The night? No, the day. The day. Mm. We do the mitzvot of Mishlach Manat. Everything is done during the day. Even though we read Megillah at night, the, the day is actually the main section or the main portion of the, of, of the mitzvot. Right. Let's continue. Ashkenazim said uh, also, say, uh, 
I, I think so, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so, if I remember correctly. You do also. We do, we do, yeah, for sure. But I, I'm wondering because yeah, uh, I think there was a difference. There was, a difference. there was, yeah? I think so. But Let me look it up in a second. Now I want to look it up. Very interesting. It's a Tesafot seems to say. A very interesting idea. Okay, let's continue. So you read it at night and you repeat it during the day. Now this word, Lishnota, I translated it as repeat. There's another way you could translate the word Lishnota is Lashon Mishneh or Mishnah, Mishnayot. So we're going to see some of the Talmidim in the Beit Midrash thought that what it meant was like this. You read it at night and Shnota Bayom, you learn the Mishnayot of Megillah during the day. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that is a fair translation. It's actually Aramaic and not Lashon uh, HaKodesh, Rashi learns. But the Gemara tells us like this. Rashi, the, Rashi says, Lashnota Bayom, uh, sorry, Rashi says, Savor mina bnei yeshiva sheshemush mo'azu b'lashon HaKodesh u'lashnota bayom hayu sforim dahayu lashnota lashon shoneh mishnahu. In Lashon HaKodesh it means to learn the Mishnayot. In Aramaic it means to repeat. But they thought it meant to learn the Mishnayot. So the Gemara says, Savor mina, the Talmidim who heard this Memra, they thought, l'mikriyah balayla t'lelia, to read Megillah at night, u'lmitna matnitin dida biyamama, and learn the Mishnayot of Mesechet Megillah during the day, the next morning. So Yermia says it was explained to me in the name of Chia Bar Abba that the way you have to understand the Shnota is Kegonda Amri Inshi. It's like people say, Evor Parshita Davatniya. I will go over this Parsha Vaatniya and I will repeat it. That's what it means to say. Vaatniya. The Shnota is a language in Aramaic actually. It means to repeat. So Itmar Nami Amr Bichelba Amr Ulabira, Chayev Adam Likrotetam Megillah Balayla, Ulishnota Bayom. Again, the same statement. You read Megillah at night, and then you're responsible to repeat it and re- say it again during the day. Shneamar, and we quote a different Pasuk. This is a Pasuk in Telim Lamid, which Rashi says also is referring to the Purim story. It says, Lemani Zamercha Kavod, in order that Kavod, Kavod refers to my Nishama, my soul will sing your praises, Velo Yidom. So it's a double language. I will sing your praises and I will not be silent. Two times. So from this we deduce there's a two time reading of the Megillah. Hashem, Elokailo, Hashem, my God, I will always thank you, I'll always acknowledge you. Okay, let's move on. So the, the Mishnah told us that. We have three types of cities. We have walled cities, which always read in the 15th. Or, or the general rule is they read in the 15th. We have exceptions, actually, we said. We'll get to that later. Unwalled cities, we read on the 14th. And then we have kfarim, villagers, who were the outskirts that we said. They didn't have necessarily minyan. And they would also be'etzem read on the 14th, unless the other days, 11, 12, or 13, falls out on Yom HaKnisa. What does it mean? It means if any of those days fall out on a Monday or a Thursday, so they were given a leniency. They would come into the big cities anyways on that Monday or Thursday. Why? 
either for Kriyat Torah or to be judged, as Rashi learned. There's different reasons they would come in on Monday and Thursday. So the Chachamim said, you are supplying water. There were the farmers on the outskirts, water and food and all of that. So you have a leniency. You could read the day you come in, even that's 11, 12, or 13. That's what we said. The Gemara is now going to discuss what was the motivation for this leniency. Was it to benefit the big city people or was it to benefit the villagers? I mean, there's two ways to look at this. Is the purpose of this Takana to benefit the ones who are receiving the water and the food? Or is it to benefit the villagers? Two different ways to look at this. So let's see. So Rabbi Hanina says, Chachamim ekilu al akfarim, the Chachamim were lenient on the villagers, lihiyot makdimin liyom aknisa, that they were allowed to read Megillah on the day of ingathering, when they would come into the big city, even if that wasn't the 14th, if it was earlier. Kidei, key word here, kidei, in order, sheyispeku ma'imu mazon l'achem shebekrachin, that they would give water and food to their brothers in the big cities. Now, what does the word kidei imply? Was it for them or was it for the big city people? In order. What does it mean in order? It means for the big city people. It was in order to benefit the big city people. Now, let's just stop for a second. How does it really benefit the big city people? How is this going to benefit the big city people? They bring water, etc. They, they, they bring supplies mm -hmm. the big city needs. So how does it benefit them? Kidei. If you learn kidei, it means it's benefiting the big city people. So the benefit's like this. They're going to come in, uh, let's say Purim falls on a Tuesday. The 14th is Tuesday. So when are they coming in? On Monday. Monday. They're coming in on Monday. They're going to be judged, Kriyat Torah, and they'll also hear Megillah. Right. What's going to happen on Tuesday? The, the, it's the, the 14th. The, the 14th, they're going to read the, the, Who's the big gonna, city people. The big city read, people are going to read Megillah, and the villagers are going to come back in and sell water and food. Now, why is it beneficial for the big city people that the villagers have already read Megillah? For, for the, because, the they're not, because they're not busy reading Megillah. Mm -hmm. Meaning the villagers were already Yotzeh reading Megillah. So they're not busy in Shul reading Megillah. So they'll be there to sell food and water for the Seuda, for the Mishlach Manot, for whatever it is, for the big city people. So if you learn this way, Kidei, that we, I let them read earlier so they're available, essentially. They're more employees. There's more employees available to distribute food and water on the day of the 14th so that the big city people benefit. That's the way we're understanding now. Fine. Turning the page to Dadam a bit. Lememra, this would imply that it's actually a takana for the big city people. It's to benefit the krachen, which in this context means the big city people. The Hatsanan, the problem is, I'll show you from the Mishnah, seemingly, we don't necessarily focus on the big city people. Because the Mishnah had told us, If the 14th falls out on Monday. So what did we say the halacha is? The villagers and the big city people both read on the 14th. But but what you're saying is it's to benefit the big city people. Why wouldn't the villagers read back on Thursday and then they'll be able to distribute on Monday? Meaning, if it's really to benefit the big city people, so then why would they read on the 14th along with the big city people, and then they don't have the opportunity for multiple vendors? Mm -hmm. They won't have it. So the Gemara answers, that's impossible, because Havalu Asara, Thursday before Monday, if Monday is the 14th, is the 10th. 
the tenth of Adar, Vasara Lotkin Rabbanan, and the rabbis never established the tenth as an option. That's why you can't do that. That's not a question. Tashma, but I bring you another question from the Mishnah. We said if the 14th falls out on Thursday, the villagers and the large city people read on that day, on Thursday. Again, but according to what you're saying, that it's to benefit the large city people, they should go back to Monday, because if the 14th is Thursday, Monday is the 11th. It's the 11th. So the Gemara says that is within the days that were established. And if it's really to benefit the large city people, the villagers should read on the 11th, which is Monday, and then come back in and sell their wares on Thursday. The fact that we don't seems to be not for the big city people. So the Gemara says a big Yisod also about this idea of going back. Part of the Takana was we don't push it from a Yom HaKnisa to another Yom HaKnisa. Meaning, if the 14th was Tuesday, you go back to Monday. But if the 14th is on a Yom HaKnisa, it's on a Monday or Thursday, there's no ability to go earlier. That's part of the Takana. Okay, but the Gemara says a knockout punch now. Tashma. Look at this last proof. And this is going to be the Mishnah coming up on Dafhei. Um, Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said like this, when Ematai, when do the villagers have the ability to read Megillah earlier? It's when they enter on Monday or Thursday, meaning when they're usually entering on Monday and Thursday anyways, so then they read on that Monday or Thursday that they're coming in. But if they don't usually come in on Monday and Thursday, you have villagers outside of the big city, and it wasn't their way to come in on Monday and Thursday. They weren't coming in anyway. So, So then, they would have to read on the 14th. Because essentially, they're an unwalled city. And then they have to read on the 14th, like an unwalled city should. So says the Gemara, you see... Rabbi Yehuda is saying, it's only a leniency if the villagers are anyways coming in on Monday and Thursday. But if for some reason they're not coming in on Monday and Thursday, then there's no such takana, and they'll have to read on the 14th. But again, if this is a takana to benefit the large city people, because they don't come in on Monday and Thursday, should the large city people lose out? So the Gemara says, obviously, what do you see? Lo tema. It's not to be said, kidei sheyispikumaimu mazon. That the way to say this, Memra, the, the, the takana was not in order that they should provide water and food, which would imply that it's for the krachin, the large city people. No. Ela ema mipnei. Because because they support the large city people with water and food, we gave them a leniency to benefit them, the villagers, and not the large city people. And that's why, okay, if they're coming in on Monday and Thursday, it helps them. They're here anyways. They'll read Megillah. But if they're not, then what benefit does it have to them? So therefore, there's no such Takana. Now we have to finish off here and understand, so what is the Takana in the end? What is the benefit? For them, for them. Yeah, so let's say, let's say again, let's take the case. 14th is Tuesday. They're going to come in on... Monday. So they're coming in on Monday. What are they going to do on Monday? Create the Torah, be judged, and Mikra Megillah. Now what's going to happen on Tuesday? They're available. They're going to bring food to the... How does it benefit them? How does it benefit them? We're saying it's to benefit them. They make money. They make money. Okay, so you could learn like that. That's what I always assumed, is that they would come in on Tuesday again, 
but it was good for their business. Right. Meaning it's the angle. That's what I always thought. I saw some Rishonim who say they don't have to come in again on Tuesday. This is a major takana now. Meaning what's going to happen now is they only they can only travel in twice a week or once a week, whatever it is. So if the once a week that they're coming in anyways, we allow them to read the Megillah as well, they'll take care of all of their affairs on that day. And they won't come in on Tuesday. So that's a real benefit. You save them a travel day. For us, you know, get in a car, it's not hard to travel. But imagine you're driving horse and donkey or whatever it is. It, 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 it is a big deal. So then they may, perhaps they don't even have to come in. I saw some of the Rishonim distinguish between maybe the, the morning, maybe the night Kriya, they don't even have to do at all, but the morning they do have to do. But this is already where you get into the details. But the leniency would be, they don't even have to come in, and that's a major leniency. That's a big kula. Monday they read at night, or they read Sunday night? When, when Purim is the 14th on Monday? Yeah. They read Sunday night. Sunday night. Sunday night, Monday morning. Monday, that would be Monday. Okay. So they finish Monday night, they finish. That's it. Yotze. Yotze. That would be Yotze. Exactly. Interesting. This will come out. Okay. I guess we'll stop here. Bezat Hashem. We'll pick up tomorrow. Bezat Hashem. 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 Bezat Hash